the National Broadcasting Company's Grand Marquee. Grand Marquee, lighted by stars, twinkling, glowing, blazing with myriad lights and colors against the night sky. The National Broadcasting Company's Mammoth Billboard announces another exciting evening in the world of make-believe. Tonight, the Grand Marquis announces a thrilling adventure drama by Ray Derby entitled, Sometimes You Strike at Risk, starring Jim Amici. And now, before the curtain rises, here's a greeting and a word of introduction from our star himself, Jim Amici. Thank you, George Stone, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight's play is about a man who went on a lonely journey in search of something he had lost and had to find again. As Paul Martin flew into the gold country of the north with bush pilot Stan Shoemaker, he was short on hops and even shorter on nerves. Ahead of him were battles, mental and otherwise, battles he could easily lose. And that's it. There's the mine on the shore of that little bay. You can see the shaft house if you look. Is that Jack Pine? Right. You call that cluster of dog kennels a town? <laughs> I didn't call it anything. Ninety-eight miles from Yellowknife. Hmm. A million miles from nowhere. Well, this is where you wanted to go, isn't it? Uh, Pass your belt. We're going down. Hey, hey, take, take it easy. Now, what's the matter? Nervous? Well, you don't have to dive in, do you? The only way you can hit some of these tunnels. Well, uh, I wouldn't mind if you had a decent ship. This thing's held together with chewing gum and haywire. Sure. Your nerves are bad, man. Pull, pull, pull up! Pull up! <laughs> Say, you are scared. Listen, I, I hired her to fly me, not to kill me. All right, calm down. I'm not going to crash this crate, but not because I think so much of you. I picked up four pairs of nylons in Edmonton for Wyckoff. And believe me, bub, they're valuable. Yeah, thanks. Aren't you, aren't you going to circle to come in? No, why should I circle? I've been here before. Oh, uh, that's Wyckoff's place. That little cottage on the flat rock. Never mind, Wyckoff. Just land this plane. That's what I'm doing. Get set for the bump. I'm going to set it out. Well, then, then get it over with. Look out. Something's wrong with your left pontoon. Yeah. Like it. Cut the motor. Hang on. I like that doing up here, anyway. I don't blame you, Stan. The way you fly that old plane of yours, you keep thinking of my eyes. Oh, you've been worrying about me, sweetheart? No, more than usual. Hey, don't reckon he's a prospector, do you? Doesn't look like one, Caribou. What did you say his name was, Stan? Uh, Martin. Oh. Uh, poor Martin. Uh, that's all I know about him, except that he's uh, pretty shaky. He keeps a bottle in his coat pocket. It ain't there now. It bust when you fellas hit. Good. Sure wish I'd have had me a bailing can in my canoe when uh, I pulled you fellas out. Uh, go on. You wouldn't know what to do with this stuff if you had rescued oh, some of it. Oh, don't tell me. Uh, hey, that fellow's opening his eyes there now. Uh, what what happened to me? My, whew, my head. Yeah. Wyckoff put a couple of stitches in you. You banged your head on the cowling when we flipped over. Sorry. Oh, the left pontoon. One of the support wires broke. Take me a week to get her in the air again. If I were you, Stan, I'd give up. Only birds was meant to fly. <laughs> You're crazy, old-timer. You feeling any better now, Martin? Yeah, a little. I gave you a sedative. You had a pretty bad shock. I don't crash in airplanes every day. Um, who are you? Oh, uh, excuse me. Uh, Miss Wyckoff, meet Mr. Paul Martin. 
And uh, this old billy goat is caribou. That's all, just uh, caribou. Howdy. Hello. Well, thanks for patching me up, Miss... Uh... We call her Wyckoff. Reckon she's got another name, but I ain't never heard it. Uh, Wyckoff? She's the district nurse here. Yeah, and the blame good one, too. Why, she can do anything from pulling the tooth to setting the busted leg. Mr. Martin. Yes? You any business here in Jack Pine? Any friends? No. Where are you staying? I don't know that yet. Well, that's a fool of a way to come to a place like Jack Pine. I suppose it is. But I don't quite understand, Mr. Martin. Surely you had a reason for coming here. If I did, I'd rather not discuss it just now. I see. What do you do in the meantime? Does it worry you, Wyckoff? Of course not. The only thing is, a district nurse to this area, I... Well, you don't seem to be in very good health, and you've had an accident. I can take care of myself. I'm... And I'm sure we're going to let him. Whoop! Hold on here now. Hold on. Maybe I've got something to say about this, seeing as how I'm the one that fished you both out of the lake. i got extra bunk in my cabin, son. Ain't much, but you're welcome to it. Until you get a hold of yourself. Well, thanks. I'd go along with Terrible if I were you, Mr. Martin. Come back tomorrow and let me have another look at that head of yours. Sure. I'm as empty as on loaded ore car. Come on, boy, come on. You'll never find your El Dorado on an empty stomach. Yes, yes, it looks fine today, Mr. Martin. Now we leave it alone for a week or so, and by that time I should be able to remove the sickness. Thank you. What uh, do I owe you for all this, Wyckoff? Nothing. Nothing? This is my job, Mr. Martin. I'm paid a salary to take care of the people up here. Mm, funny. You don't look like an old mother hen. I beg your pardon. Yeah, but you're uh, not wearing your new nylon. I like to wear the regulation uniform when I'm on duty. Are you ever off duty? Not very often. What do you do then? Curl up with a good book? I like reading. How old are you, Wyckoff? Twenty-four. <laughs> Is that funny, or do you think I'm older? No, no, I believe you. Then what are you laughing at? I don't know, for sure. I've never met anyone quite like you before. You must be good for me. I don't laugh very often. Do you? No, I've never thought much about it. I don't suppose I do. Then maybe I'll be good for you, too. I... I hope you're comfortable with Calvin tonight. Oh, very. Already I've heard all about the first hundred mines he nearly discovered. Caribou's a grand old man. You'll, um, you'll find the North Country very good for whatever's troubling you tonight. Maybe you're right, my talk. Can I come back and talk to you again sometime? If you'd like to. Goodbye, Mr. Martin. <laughs> so fussy there, Paul. After you've been washing dishes in cold northern streams as long as I have, you'll finally get around to the one slosh, one wipe method, same as me. <laughs> I'm down to two sloshes and two wipes already. <laughs> you know, you're being pretty decent about this, Caribou. Oh, fiddlesticks. You don't have to put up with me. I ain't putting up with you. Reckon I'm just curious. Figure maybe someday you'll tell me what this is all about. You'll be in here and all. Well... Nothing to tell. Ah, yes, there is. 
<laughs> well, anyway, you're looking better every day. You ain't near so pale. This sunshine, you give it another week or so, and you'll be a different man. You think so? I wish I was as sure of that as you are. Stan Shoemaker's back from Yellowknife. Been talking to him, huh? Mm-hmm. Like that. Look, son, don't let Stan bother you. He's tough, and he's like all these here fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants bush flyers, full of the devil. But Stan's got a heart as big as all outdoors. And besides, <laughs> he thinks he's in love with Wyckoff. <laughs> he, uh, thinks so. Yeah. That's as near as he'll ever come to be in love with her. <laughs> well, it makes no difference to me. Don't it? No. Oh. You've been down to the cottage half a dozen times on account of your health. Is that it? That's it. <laughs> I must say you're looking better, Bert. What kind of medicine is she giving you? Bad medicine, terrible. Huh? We talk about different things. She doesn't like me. She sits there like one of those starched uniforms of hers, and we talk. Well, I don't blame her in a way. Uh, me neither. When you get a prize package, you generally like to know who give it to you. I know. You wasn't in jail. Oh, no. Well, that's good. But, but mind you now, it ain't bad. <laughs> I spent a week in the Edmonton jail once myself one time. I come in from placer mining on a quick way up north of Fort McMurray there, and I'm at... Say, where are you going, Paul? Just out for a walk. I think I'll try another dose of that medicine you were talking about, Caribou, before the sun goes down. Oh. Oh, it's you, Mr. Martin. Hello. Well, I... It's, uh, turning chilly now at night. Would you, uh... Like to come in? Thanks. House cleaning? Not exactly. I have to straighten up my cupboards and files on in. How are you feeling, Miss Martin? You um could try calling me Paul. I could. But you won't. If it would make you any happier. Never mind. Why do they call you Wyckoff? Why not Susan or Dorothy? You do have another name, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. But it's not Susan or Dorothy. No. I think I know. My name? No, I think I know why they call you Wyckoff. Because you're... You're sort of a second-person pronoun, aren't you? You're always just ahead of the person who's trying to read you. Uh, on the following page. I don't know what you mean. And yet you're young. You're very pretty, too. But you wear your dresses too long and your hair. It shouldn't be wrapped around in a braid like that. It should be hanging down full. Mr. Martin, I can't see that you have any right to come in here Probably and talk to... I haven't. But I'm that kind of a person, Wyckoff. What is your first name, anyway? Nadine. Nadine. Yes. I knew it would be something like that. Now, I think Even you just Even Stan want... Shoemaker calls you Wyckoff. What's the percentage? Does it matter? Oh, you're right. It is none of my business, is it? Except that I never thought I'd meet anyone like you, Peter. There's something therapeutic about you, Nadine. That's very flattering. Oh. I've said the wrong thing, haven't I? I didn't mean to. Don't apologize, Paul. I'm an easy person to say the wrong thing to. But why? Well, you see, I... I was born on a prairie farm. For the ten of us all together, we wore cast-off shoes to school, and we had cold potatoes in our lunch pockets. I used to worship the traveling life. It's so pleasing and quiet. 
visited twice a year at school. She always held her head high as though she were proud of her. She haven't had much time. No. No. You haven't had any. Oh, I've got to get on with these cupboards. Well, can I help you? No, thanks. You fought a problem alone, and for a long time. Yes. Is a woman stronger than a man? Sometimes. You've helped me more than you know. Not only today, but ever since I first met you two weeks ago. Okay. You couldn't help me more. Could I? Yes. No, Paul, please. I didn't want anything like this to happen. Please, Paul. I... Oh, Stan. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to butt in. Yes. Oh, you're not butting in, Stan. I'm just going. Good night, Wyckoff. Good night. Wait, Stan. I'm coming with you. Telling you stay away. I'll think about it, Sam. You'll do more than think about it. I know her too well. She doesn't know how to handle a guy like you. You're smart. You say the right things. You're different. But you're not good enough for her, Martin. So lay off. Who is good enough for him? You? Me? Well, look, I don't change the subject. She doesn't even know who you are. Maybe you're a crook or a jailbird. Maybe. You don't love her. You couldn't. Don't you think the decision ought to be up to Wyckoff herself? No. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to change I'll anything. say you're not. You're going to get the blazes out of here if I have to fly you out myself. I like to plan my own trip. All right, we won't argue. See how you like this kind of a ticket. This one didn't iron out anything except me. Yeah, you ought to know better than to tackle Stan Shoemaker, six foot three and soft foot. I didn't have any choice in the matter, old timer. Okay. Does it hurt much? Uh, some. But what hurts most is that Stan was right. Uh, how's that? He was right. I talked her into it. She couldn't feel anything from me. Yeah. Keep talking and you'll talk yourself right into it. No, I don't have to. I had no right to come between them. It was because she made me forget myself, Caribou. And that's what I need more than anything. Go to sleep. You'll feel different in the morning. No, I won't. Caribou, I'm going to take Stan's advice. I'm getting out. Well, Paul, if you're scared... The only thing I'm scared of is myself. Oh, is that a... <laughs> I wouldn't worry then, son. <laughs> you ain't so tough. I tell you, I'm getting out. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Only you can't go tonight because there's a storm coming up. Anyway, you're all mixed up in the head, son. You just took a lick it. Tomorrow it'll look different. No, it won't. Well, it's too bad. I was thinking someday we might take a trip up Loon Lake there, wouldn't we? Saw some good-looking formations up there the last time we were through. Always meant to go back. You'd like it. You'd like it, son. You never strike it rich. 
No guns, boys. No guns at all. They ought to arm these crates. They're peeling off all in a row. They're coming in. Watch it, you blasted nip. You'll ram us. He's crazy, crazy. Break, Blanche, you break off. I can hold him as long as you can. Break off, you fool. Break it off. Paul. Paul. Wake up, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the matter with you, son? <laughs> you was yelling like you had the DTs. Oh, was I? Well, he, he wouldn't break off, and neither would I. Huh? Who would? The Jap pilot. We had no armament, or I could have got him first. We... Well, here. Now, let's hear about it, son. Maybe it'll do you good. Well, I... I was lugging freight over the hump in China. Flying boxcars. Suicide run, they called it, but I was lucky till we ran into that flight of zeros. This one, he kept coming straight in at me. Straight as an arrow. I, I, I thought he'd swerve. I prayed for him to swerve, but he came straight at me till I could... I, I could see the patches on his wings. I could see his face behind the glass, all twisted. So I, that's how it was. That's why you were so jumpy in the plane, huh? The zero sheared off the top of my ship. We parachuted out and spent six months dodging jabs. But I, I could take that caribou. The thing that got me was the way that zero kept coming dead on. All right, now, son, you'll get over it. Just I, give it time. I, I go to pieces in an aircraft now. That's how it was coming in on the high sat behind stand where he couldn't see me. But this is good, don't you see? It explains everything that we've all been wondering about. No, it doesn't. At least... It doesn't change anything, Caribou. Well, sure it does. Why, this it... is just between you and me. I don't want it to go any further. But, Paul, for God's No. Hey, we have got a real storm on our hands. Look at the language. Every time the lightning flashes... I don't know. I, I think you're crazy. Well, maybe I am, Caribou. But that's the way I want it. Yeah, it's a rough night. Yeah. Say, uh, what's all the excitement down there? Uh, where? Well, it's so hard to see. Oh, look. Somebody's on the dock by Wyckoff's place. Yeah. Yeah, sure. There's somebody pulling up a boat. Well, the cottage is all lit up like a Christmas well, tree. Well, now that's something to get excited about. Maybe somebody's hurt or... Where's my splitter? Now, here, listen, Paul. You... I'm going down there and see what's up. I may be wrong, but I've got a funny feeling I should be there. Well, hey, wait. I'm coming with you, Paul. Hold on. <laughs> Emergency? I'm afraid so. Anything you can do for her Not here? Not a thing. We're 98 miles from the nearest doctor. Florida, Sergeant. Mm. 
Well, she's only been married a couple of months. But well, can't we get her out of here? There must be some way. Oh, there is. I tried to argue with Stan, but he wouldn't listen. Holy catfish, Wyckoff. You mean Shoemaker's going to fly Miss Saunders out tonight? Oh, it can't be done. That's what I tried to tell him, but Stan's the craziest, most wonderful fool in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he is at that. The only chance for Flory, otherwise she can't last till morning. If Stan can get her the yellow knife and we could... With the lake running the way it is? You'll never take the ship off. Oh, we've been in some pretty tight places before. See, was that Stan? I saw down at the dock like off. Yes, yes, he's down there now getting ready. Well, I'll run down and see if I can give him a hand. I'll be back in a minute. Bye. Yeah. Stan's a great guy, all right. I know the chance he's running. So do I. You must be pretty worried about Stan. I am, Paul, but I couldn't stop him. There isn't much you can do about Stan when he makes his mind up. Uh, I know I found that out. Oh, your eye, you've been... That's right, it's a shiner and a beauty. I won't ask you where you got it. Well, fine. Maybe I could give you something to help with. Don't bother about me now. Too much else going on. This, uh, Flory, is she suffering much? Not now. I've given enough hypos to hold her for a while. Good. No, I wish there was something I could do. I'm afraid there isn't, Paul. No, I don't suppose so. I'm getting used to it. Used to what? Standing around on the sidelines, doing nothing. Wyckoff. Oh, terrible. Wyckoff. Stan's gotten hurt himself. Stan, how badly? Oh, I don't know. He slipped between the launch and the dock. Got his legs pinned in there. Now we'll never fly that plane. Well, what's the verdict, Wyckoff? I'm sorry, Stan. Your left leg's fractured. Oh, I'm a clumsy ape. If I'd been watching what I was doing... Is the plane fuel, Sam? That's what makes me sore. I got it all ready for the takeoff when this happened. Hold on now, Paul. What are you thinking of? I've flown on pontoons before. Not in this weather. And not that you're nervous the way they are. Somebody's got to do it. I'm not going to stand around here and watch a woman die. What are you talking about, Paul? Oh, he means he used to be a flyer until his nerves went back on him. Paul, listen, you crazy young... You? You a flyer? I don't believe it. Anyway, Paul, you couldn't possibly fly in this weather. I've seen words. Much worse. I won't let you do it. You don't know the country and you don't know the ship. You think I can't find yellow knife? Try hunting for a village in the Himalayas sometime. Shoemaker, let me have your jacket and your helmet. Oh, you're wild as a March wind, Martin. You can't do it. But I'm going to try, Stan. I've got to. For my sake as well as Mrs. Saunders. Please don't do it, Paul. You'll never make it. You crack Terrible. Help me get this jacket off. God bless you, son. Give me that jacket, Stan. Terrible. Can't rightly stop him, Wyckoff. I'll need your help, Nadine. You're determined to do it. Yes. I... I think it's going to help me put my shelves in order. Come on, Caribou. Let's go. Job Ferry Mail in Brazil. He applied for it some time ago. Well, I didn't know. It'll 
Lonely. Both of you gone. Well, wait a minute. Where is he now? Down at the landing, getting the plane filled up. Wait here for me. I want to see him. Oh, well, I ought to be getting back. Someone might be needing him. Oh, they can wait. Stay here, Nadine, please. I won't be long. I've got to see Sam. Sam? Sam? Yeah? Nadine or Wyckoff said you were leaving. I don't get it. Oh, you don't? No. Well, then, uh, let's just say I wanted to fly south. And what else? Nothing else. What's the idea of walking out on Wyckoff? I thought you were a smart guy. Don't you know? I don't know what you're talking about. I guess you don't. Well, then I'll tell you. As far as Wyckoff goes, you are the winner. What are you driving at? I knew it as soon as you took off the other night. She might uh, worry over me, but uh, you're the one she cries over. You, you mean? Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, but what about you, Stan? Like I say, I'm flying south. I'm strictly a bird of prey. Married life wouldn't register. Well, when are you leaving? Right now? Well, then, so long, guy. You better go back and join Wyckoff. He's waiting for you, up there on the hill. So long, Sam. And, uh, look, guy, I was awfully wrong about you. I didn't think you had any guts, but... Well, like I say, I was wrong, so, uh, good luck. He said... He said to tell you goodbye. That all? All that counts. Look, Nadine... I really ought to be getting back, Paul. You know how someone's always coming in with a cut finger. All the cut fingers can wait. You remember the time I told you you'd help me a lot? Yes. Well, I need some more help. And right now. What can I do? Just sit there a minute longer, will you? I just want to prove something to myself. Oh, Paul. Oh, you do. And I've got my nerve back, too. So have I. Prove it again, won't you? Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jim Amici. It's great being back with you again, and we hope you enjoyed our play. Next week on Grand Marquis, we'll be bringing you a story that's both exciting and different. If you committed a crime, would you let another man be hanged for it? Larry Durant had no choice. He had to find the answer to that question for himself. Next week, we'll bring you an adaptation of a gripping drama by the great English playwright John Galsworthy. I hope you'll be listening when Grand Marquis presents John Galsworthy's The First and the Last. Good night. Tonight's original play, Sometimes You Strike at Risk, was written by Ray Derby and produced by Norman Feltman. Jim Amici played Paul Martin, and Muriel Bremner was heard in the role of Nadine Wyckoff. Others in the cast were Don Gallagher and Cliff Severe. The orchestra was conducted by Joseph Colicchio with original music composed by Emil Soderstrom. Your announcer is George Stone. 
Listen again next week when Grand Marquis will again blaze with light and color high in the gay airwaves inviting you to join our audience for a performance of John Galsworthy's The First and The Last, starring Jim Amici. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.